Hello, and welcome to Gamer's Table, a podcast discussion of tabletop role-playing games, war games, movies, books, and various other game-related topics. Be warned, this show contains explicit material that may not be suitable for all audiences. Hello and welcome to Gamers Table. My name is Eric. I'm Mike. This is Dan. This is Mark. Uh, this week we're going to talk about thinking forward when we're talking about games, what we want games to be, the future of gaming, what, what we think it will be. Now, I know we've talked about technology and gaming and things like that. That'll kind of go hand in hand with this conversation. But you know, we'll try and take it a, a, like a step further and get, really kind of think about you know what we would like to see games turn into or you know the, the gaming industry, the gaming experience, things like that. That's a tough one. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. Apart from you know, basically having it, be able to, being able to keep a dice roller, your character, and all the books on like an iPad, which you can already do. The next evolution for me is going to basically probably take away from what tabletop gaming actually is, which is a group of friends sitting around a table with dice and a piece of paper. Right. There, there are two. There are two mm-hmm. ways to look at this, and one of which is the way Mark is Mark is seeing it. The right. second is, and I've seen a demo for this. If if you Google Microsoft Surface. Dungeons and Dragons. You'll you'll see uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. But Microsoft has made a gaming table. It, it, it's it's a Surface operating system in table form that mm-hmm. you can manipulate a table very very iPad very mm-hmm. iPadish. But they were using miniatures that had a QR code on the bottom. I, I think we saw this at it's, Gen Con last it's, year. It's really amazing. Oh yeah 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 we did. And very yeah. similar to like you I don't can, know you can just download a map and bam it's there. Right bam it's there. You put the QR code is read by the surface of the table and it has all your guys stats. I don't know if any of you guys played the uh, the remake of uh, Temple of Elemental Evil that was done maybe four or five years ago by Atari. Atari. It was a PC game. Oh no no I've seen it. It was but... very radial menu you click on your guy pow everything pops out around him and that's what would happen on this on this table surface around your guy that's kind of what the bioware does with like mass effect yeah and, uh, it's it's Dragon a, Age. it's a it's a really interesting ui that that they're 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 kind of tweaking so so that isn't that is one potential route to go is this microsoft surface and, and over time it, it will become you know more inexpensive now the other that mark was mark is alluding to that that i had talked about on a previous podcast is the, the future of gaming a skype system and that's that's kind of what uh, brought this topic up is google just announced it's a, it's a beta service that they're going to be rolling out probably to everyone in the next six or so months it's 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 called google plus it's google's answer answer to social networks and they have a part uh, a feature that i'm sure facebook will do and, and and others will do but it's exactly what you need to do this it was video conference calling totally free I saw they had a they had one screen and it had everybody in your group all at once video chatting together. Now you couple this with with a technology that they decommissioned called Google Wave, which was amazing, way ahead of its time. Nobody adopted it. Google Wave was kind of a, a real time chat collaboration. Think of like eight people who all have the same Word document open and you can all edit and work on it on the fly. Kind of kind of like a chat room, but kind of like a document that well, you edit. You can do that with a program that Eric and I use called uh, Final Draft. Yes. It's yeah. It's think yeah. think final draft <clears throat> online collaborative. Okay. Okay. And that's what Google Wave was. Well, you could extend Google Wave with these APIs, and somebody made a dice generator. So okay. you would be in Google Wave, your your chat, have everything you need, pull up the dice generator, it puts the results in the chat, all totally free. Mm. This this is the kind of thing that's going to start, I believe, the the next revolution in, in role playing games. 
Yeah, but once again, that's like that, you know that's that's more the direction of World of Warcraft for me than it is you know a group of get- friends actually being able to hang out and do a podcast before their weekly game. This is true, you know? <laughs> but but again, as we've said many times before, we we are rare. Yeah, we are the yes. rare. We are totally. We we are very rare to have a this this level of consistency in in how we play and, and what take we play. Fiber to get a decent level of consistency. That shit don't work for me. <laughs> See, I don't know if it's pessimism or you're a luddite. elitism. You're a luddite, Mike. That's that's where this is going. Or, you don't want technology. Luddite, you don't want but, technology interfering with your game. Yeah, I don't think I would be gaming with uh, the direction that's going. If it was all done over the internet, I don't think I'd be gaming. I'd what's find something the, else to do. What's the difference? Us getting together. So, that's the, the social factor of, of having face to face. So why do you being. why do you chat with people on Grey Talk? Mm. You see what I'm saying? That's exchange of information. What, no, you are talking to people. What the what doesn't matter. It's how you're doing it. You could have we could have an exchange of information right here. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, and it is what it is. But but, but I'm telling you right now, this is where this is where it's headed. Well, you're gonna what, what I think you know. But that's what, not where we're headed. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> Mike's saying we're not fucking going, Dan. <laughs> no, but well, that that's that's irrelevant. Okay, yeah. we can continue to do this if we want to continue to use the same shit that we've been. That you know, we you guys have abandoned fourth edition. It's never going to happen here. No, that's so, changed my mind on that. Oh, you're going back. He's waffled <laughs> again. I'm waffled again. I'm actually no. I, I've I've uh, committed that I'm going to run fourth edition for you, Dan. It, it doesn't matter to me. This I is, know you don't. You don't. The care. system. I'm just I just it, want a system that do. works. Yeah. You know. And, and so I'm going to give it another go. But anyway, I see what you're saying, and I, I and I agree with with some of the things that you say. I agree also with Mike that there is this aesthetic of being with your friends within close proximity to be able to you know share the game experience. Here's a perfect example of why it is a dying argument, Mike. Gaming, first-person shooters, was all about the land party. Nobody fucking lands anymore. Yeah. Okay? Nobody. Right. Because it's well, everybody's so much got- easier. You're missing a very, very, very small piece. If you can talk and see in real time, Mike, there, there's almost no difference to be- between us being in close proximity. If you can see each other and you can talk to each other, you're missing missing a very, very, very small piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I want to be able to reach across the table and smack Jason if I have to. Yeah, but well, that's kind of my example. Uh, yes. So far, this technology you've mentioned is does not include video. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Google has the, it's a video have chat video conferencing it is video. yes video conferencing okay. is part of google's like say, the view screen in you star trek you would have yeah. to have a video no 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 or I totally you would agree. have people yeah. like jason who would wander off well that's not going to prevent anything he does yeah. that now well, right that's, that's <laughs> another, my other thing is you know i'd i'd have to dress up to play my game because when i'm generally when i'm at home and i don't have people over Stop i'm right in my there. fucking undies Stop. all you need is a shirt it's just from you know tits up or maybe mark if you're doing a first person shooter you can't take smoke breaks but you can take smoke breaks when you're just casually sitting around a table, you're not going to miss No, two. actually, well, if, if Mark would home, be able, Mark would be, I'll well, just be smoking okay. right there. Mark okay. would be able to smoke during yes. the game, and I think he would probably be happier well, if he could do that. Yeah. You know, like we all used to do when we played video games downstairs, and six out of the eight of us were all fucking chain smoking all night. So I, I, I see the the. I, I understand. The I understand the, the the want to get the main thing you're not talking about here mm-hmm. is the want to get away. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. That that yeah. is the main thing that you're that you would be missing doing. 
doing it that way. Right, because there's way too many distractions for some people, myself included. If I were to be at home and like, all right, it's you know, yeah. it's seven o'clock on a Wednesday. It's my game time. Don't bug me. They don't respect that. They, right. It's not respected. Right. Yeah. You know that Jason would would be in the same position because he has three kids. You know, it's um, it, it would be more conducive to someone who was able to like if I were to set up like a little game area for my video conference gaming in say like a back room or like my back house or something like that that's different because then you can separate yourself from the distractions but you know, even face to face we game at neutral sites yeah we don't game at somebody's house and when we do there's it something always ends up derailing the game or you know just halting the game at various points because a kid pops in or or whatnot that's one or of the reasons something cool on tv or there's something cool on tv that we'd rather watch or let's watch tron the original tron again for some reason you know so you know there's <laughs> all right uh, i'm sorry to interrupt you again i just thought of something uh, about the chat okay. example of dance right uh when you're face to face and you're playing the game you can be distracted and do whatnot but you can be you know everyone knows what you're distracted by you can see that when you're on the computer you're in a chat room or you're maybe doing your game and you're multitasking it's it's another distraction when you're online you know you could be surfing who knows what not even paying attention to that that's up to the individual though guys who raid or and women who raid on world of warcraft they are not distracted they are if you want to play your game then you want to play your game Mm -hmm. whether or not we're doing it in person okay let's let's take the example of jason and it's not because he's not here it's because we all know he's very easily distracted oh yes that that he's he's distracted when we're we came at his house he's no less distracted here okay it it's up. That's that part's up to the individual. It's a level of commitment, right. and I, I, I see the appeal of it because just in paying for gas and things like that, and just the difference in, in, in cost. I could play at home. I could play with you guys on a Wednesday, log on, play, and then log off. I haven't put any wear and tear on my car. It takes me, an, uh, Mark, an hour to get here every week. Mike, it takes him an hour to get to our Monday game. So, I mean, that's a lot of wear and tear, a lot of gas, and gas prices going up, all that stuff. You know, I can understand that. I can understand also wanting to play, you know, we have a friend who's who's in the Army, he's been in for seven years. If we had an opportunity to put a computer down at this table, and we, we do, I mean, honestly, we do with Skype and all that stuff. But the technology really has started started to advance even it, better. It, it's getting there. That's that, that's kind. Of, I was whenever I saw this this press release from Google, instantly that was the first thing mm-hmm. I thought of. I mean, it's it's a social network, which that's essentially what I mean. This is a social game. The game company's been wanting to do this for a while. It's like a holy grail for them. Yeah, it, and, well, yeah, and yeah, the technology's like, almost there. Like I said earlier, you know, it's it's the view screen from Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, this and, has been the holy grail of of nerd communication forever. I mean, so I, I mean. You just you you look at online networks and you you look at online online communities and see how they they have just exploded. I'm just interested in how far you can push it before, like someone said, you're playing World of Warcraft. Suddenly, well, here's here's something that I thought of while you were talking about that, and you know, and, and uh, it stems from a documentary that I was talking to Mark about called uh, uh, the Transcendental Human or the tra- the trans- Transcendental Man. Transcendental yes. Man. Yes, uh, that guy is amazing. Yeah, and what he does is he's a futurist and he's plotted. Technology curve. technology curve and what what we're going to end up being like in like fifty years when not. when he says that we have the the great a very very likely potential to live forever he means it and when he explains it you're like holy shit yeah I might live forever yeah, yeah. well so something I took from that putting it into this conversation is that video technology online or computer technology is getting so sophisticated it's getting so fast that we could play a a video conference game and have 
various skins for our characters so that as we look at each other, instead of looking at Dan, I'm looking at Dan with his character superimposed over him. (laughs) You could cosplay with You could cosplay on the computer. Never thought of that. Yeah. I mean, it could be whatever. You could just, you could buy, like like Xbox Live, you you would customize your your quote unquote avatar. Right. And and then you would take that even farther. And I'll, and I'll kind of bring it back to, uh, by the way, the transcendent man, his name is Ray Kurzweil. Yes. And he is a fucking genius. Yes. Um, Yes. But anyway, the, uh, the very first time I watched Star Trek The Next Generation and they went into the holodeck. Yes. Mm. That is the ultimate holy grail my, of all games. My father looked at me and I was still in high school. My father looked at me and said, I know exactly what you'd be doing if you had one of those. You'd be killing orcs and dragons. Damn right. And that hmm. always stuck with me as like, yes, you're right, Dad. I would be doing that. On Next Generation, Reg, Reginald Barkley, when he was in the holodeck, he was living out fantasy, quite literally. He it was, you know, a sword fighting, womanizing kind right. of dude. And he's like, that's the that's the mentality of the average gamer. And I think that thinking about the transcendental, or, you know, the transcendent man, transcendent man, uh, where he's talking about, essentially what he's talking about is in those of those of you who know anything about Shadowrun is alternate reality and Simon sense and living being able to actually uh, emotionally feel things that you download to your consciousness his thesis is there will come a time where this thing called the singularity will occur when the difference between technology and the human brain and the human body meet technology is going to continue to advance and he plots out the whole timeline from from steam power and vacuum tubes all the way up through the next generation right. of computing Nanites which is and all that three stuff. three to hmm. three dimensional processing power and it, and it is it's like a hockey stick curve and once we get to the point where we can effectively download whatever it is that makes who we are what we are download our brain back it up we therefore become immortal right and and by that time in another 60 years more than likely they'll be able to grow a new body right well what his thing was you 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 could download yourself your consciousness into a new body and it doesn't even have to be the same body you could have multiple bodies and download into that and all that kind of stuff it's really kind of highbrow stuff and kind of scary when you think of it in a biblical term that like one of the things that he said (laughs) was you could actually um, you could plug in and you could experience the emotion the feeling and everything of every other person that's plugged in so you would have and you, of course I was telling Mark you don't really he doesn't really go into the porn factor of it <laughs> but you know it, essentially people would end up masturbating themselves to death yes, I, I, I quote the uh, the orgasmic mouse experiment where they hooked a mouse's brain up to a machine and he could either push the button that gave him an orgasm or push the button that gave him food and the damn mouse pushed the button that gave him an orgasm until he died bringing it back to, to gaming mm-hmm. I see that the technology is going to become an integral part there are going to be purists there are going to be those who resist this and that's fine but it's just going to become something else well, so eventually just, those people will die and the rest of us will be immortal <laughs> well it's just another option it's a, it's another option. one of the concerns of the gaming industry is always bringing in new gamers uh, a lot of the stuff they're doing is not catering to people of our age or older well as we've said many times before it's because older gamers have drawn a line in the sand right so this is no longer the game that i that i fell in love with right it's become something else and i don't i don't choose to to go along with it right well it's been my my contention is with with the advent of all this technology it's like if you are playing a game where you look across the table and you don't see dan you see dan's avatar of his character it's one more way that they're taking away the use of your imagination that it takes to play these games well unless it's my imagination that's dictating what you're seeing i want you to see like that's why i have my painted many of, of Vic the pirate because yeah. that's what I want you to think of when he does his action 
not not the fat guy that you see before you. This fucking awesome guy <laughs> you see before you. Yeah, I, I think of the progression of video games. You know, we're talking like Pong, or you know, I just recently uh, got an emulator for my iPad where I could play all the Zork games. Isn't it great? Yeah, no, it is not. Um, <laughs> you certainly should not relive the past in that case because I was like, this is fucking boring because it's like you know, it's it. I like adventure games. I like. RPG games for computers or consoles or what whatnot. You know, I I know that I like aware. Yeah, I, I really do. And to see how sophisticated they are now. Fallout Three. That is a great RPG for you know console or uh, computer. That twenty years ago people would have been like, that is fucking impossible. Yes, you know. And I think that with role playing games, tabletop role playing games, that you know, if we were to I- incorporate more technology, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, we do it now. I mean, if we don't do it to the extent that some people do, but you know, like you said, the younger uh, the younger crowd is going to they they're able to multitask a hell of a lot better than we are. You know, there's some kids that are you know. It's it's just the the mentality. They're of, they're more open minded to what is what exists right now because they don't have any preconceived notions about what came before it. Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because well, playing the way we do now for me, it, uh, as opposed to what the future may be, is directly uh, an analogy would be reading a printed book as opposed to seeing the movie version of it. Well, and they're they're two different experiences. Well, okay. Here, let me let me put it this way, and I think kind of in in the vein of what Mike was saying, I prefer to read a book in my hand than I do reading an iBook. Yeah. And I, and that's just personal. That's the way I feel. Um, other people don't have that hang up, but <laughs> and, 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 they, and they have the numbers to prove it. Yeah, you know. So I mean, but ebooks are outselling regular print books so much. Right, right. And, and I and I understand that. And I buy ebooks. I I still read ebooks too. But it's that I you know if if I had my 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 druthers, I would rather read a hardback book in my hand. I don't have the space to store all these books anymore. Not to mention the reason I had literally stopped reading for about six or seven years because my eyesight has just gotten bad. I got a Kindle. I've read more books since Valentine's Day than I had in the last six years. Yeah. Once yeah. you once you get past the thing and you realize when you're reading a book, what's the most important thing about the book? Well, it's the content. Exactly. Yeah. The, the pages are completely irrelevant. Right. But you have this attachment. And, and I agree. There are certain things like we'll probably never, our, our buying of game books is going to decrease more and more all the time. But there are books like the Aces and Eights hardcover leather bound book it's just it, it's it's an object to have right independent of what it is yeah you know, when i sold off all my white wolf stuff on ebay the one book that i kept was the collector's edition of the werewolf book for i think the third edition werewolf that brian who un- un- runs the shop where we game on monday he had given us for christmas one year right it, it, like, it's like a sentimental books. value you yeah. know, comic books. As as more people start reading digital comics, the the buying of the comic book, they're they're going to have to do something. It's going to be something more special about the actual book. Right. And the thing is that well, I, I, I think, think about the comic book industry is every time they've tried to make the comic more special, they've hurt the industry as a whole. Well, that's because they jack up the price or yeah. something. Well, you yeah. know, they release you know six different alternate covers. Price for, goes right. up, which right. count goes down. That's because right. the comic industry is trying to make money off collectors. Yeah. Of and that's mm. I mean you're you're well, trying to make money off of the smallest percentage of your audience. And you're totally alienating people who are not yet in your audience. Right. right. It was like when I buy, when I used to buy comics, I wouldn't buy the individual comics. I bought comics every six months when the, the trade paperback came out. I wanted the stories. I didn't right. give a shit about the book, but I still wanted the book and not the ebook. Uh, so. Change the subject for a minute. I just thought of you uh, some news. All right. All right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> this is some Wizards of the Coast news I read uh, last week that might actually apply to this topic, the future of Wizards at any rate, maybe even 4th edition. 
Expedition, Bill Slavisek uh, mm-hmm. was what, either released or quit. Oh, really? And there was a couple other really high ups from Wizards that got cut also. Wow. Anyhow, like Slavisek was with them for a long time. Oh, he was yeah. behind Star Wars, which yeah, got yeah, canceled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. on and so forth. He, he, he actually wrote a book called The Guide to Star Wars, right. which w- came out, was released before the prequel novels or prequel movies. And uh, it, it was like one of the standard, you know, information sources of Star Wars. So, I mean, he's a huge Star yeah. Wars fan. And he was left to seek other opportunities, you uh, say? I guess so. He was one of the two top guys behind their uh, electronic dragon magazine and now he's gone he wrote his last column here uh this month so anyhow so if you want to be one of those these types you could uh see that as a portent of uh a new edition coming up usually when they clean house out of big name authors like that there's going to be some yeah, you know, shake up shake up and when you get i mean the, the right people ain't gone yet i think the current people of fourth editions like merles i think merles chris perkins yeah now if those guys end up getting cut or leave or whatever then you definitely know another edition coming up well i think also i mean depending on how far we want to like conject uh i i easily see a future where wizards of the coast is increasingly irrelevant because, i hope so because the magic will go away <laughs> no it'll never go away uh as much as we might want it to no because let's let's take my my Can personal make magic players go away sure <laughs> my personal favorite system is true 20 and that really started out as an as an indie that's an indie publisher well, yeah, it was uh, green running because the barrier to entry to publish is becoming increasingly lower and lower and lower Right. Anybody's going to be able to make a game, and good content rises to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like a podcast, you might right. say. You, you, we, we could only hope. <laughs> we could only hope. But no, I, I see a future where, other than wanting to attach yourself to the D and D brand, if indeed Wizards of the Coast still has the D and D brand 10, 15, 20 years from now, you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily be going to Wizards for your gaming needs. Yeah, yeah there was another vicious rumor going around on online that Wizards had or uh, Hasbro. Had the Wizards brand up for sale? Of course, Wouldn't that surprise was surprise me. No, it was quickly shot down that Hasbro never lets up, lets go of any of its intellectual Properties. property that they will sit on. It. And I guess there's been precedence for it, but they will sit on it for decades. Well, I mean, until it comes back in a fashion, they kill. That would just kill off the brand. The, yeah, they, they, right. they, they, own, they own the rights to what Dune. They still have the rights to Star Wars as of, as we speak right now. That might change for the game wise because I, I, I heard there might mm-hmm. be something down. The road people probably just need to cut their losses on that one now one of the things i've seen wizards hewing towards lately is board games i think since their parent company is hasbro the the biggest board co- game company there is that they're uh, trying to uh, appease the stockholders let's say and be yeah. more like the rest of the company Man, appeasing rich white men is never good for anything so that's why it's good for your bottom line that's more, why they do it yeah and that's why they're making more board games and right. you know, magic's still big board games uh, ultimately have- a rich white man's interests are his own fucking pocketbook, which is why well, fuck rich white people. Unfortunately, we are attached to this system. I mean, that's why we're talking about the barrier to entry. Those those people become irrelevant. Well, and as things change, I mean, eventually you know, we're going to be those old people, and hopefully we'll retain our opinions uh, right uh, now. Uh, Maybe we'll be rich enough that D and D will be a side tangent uh, productions uh, property. That would be <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> uh, no, but I always said if I won the lotto, I would try to buy the rights to Greyhawk for Mike. Uh, there's been. <laughs> People have tried. I know it could be done with the right amount of capital. I well, think. you throw enough money at anything, it's going to yeah. fucking oh, yeah. happen. So everything's you know. fucking for sale. I don't, anybody have anything else? Hmm. Future of gaming. 
Mass Effect Three comes out this next year. It, 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 it certainly does beg the question. As as more people, it, it's kind of bizarre. You think of back in the forties and the fifties, and and maybe even even into the sixties. You had com- communities were communities. Sure. You had block parties. Right. You know, everybody knew their neighbor. Okay. So right. fast forward to today. I know my neighbor. He's a douchebag. <laughs> people have hundreds of quote unquote friends on Facebook that they're heavily engaged with, but don't know their neighbor. Right. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does that say about the potential for true t- of, for tabletop gaming? I can see, because uh, as Mark alluded to, to Mass Effect, video games are more and more more and more popular. Video games all but killed the music industry. Yeah. They they want to blame piracy, but it's not. The Nintendo killed the music industry because nobody's listening to music. Right? Anymore. Teenagers used to buy CDs. They used to buy tapes. That's how they spent their time. They that changed, and they started playing games. Right. Yeah, and then the music industry went fucking sideways, and the kids started playing music on their consoles, which leads me to Guitar Guitar Hero. And uh, mm. yeah, well, and, I can go off on you on that because you know you play games are escapism. It doesn't matter what what it is. You you choose to you want to live out being a badass in in Mass Effect is no different than somebody wanting to live out being a rock. Well, I'm a rock exact, god though. I don't in have your to. mind, you know, there's no <laughs> hey, difference. I, I was in a band that was hugely popular for years at a time for two and a half blocks exactly in downtown Belleville. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I can yeah, honestly huge in Belgium. see the way RPGs. I could see them going the way of the dodo. Well, there, there's definitely potential traditional for traditional RPGs. Yeah, traditional yeah. sitting, what we do, sitting around a table. Yeah. I could see that being gone in a few generations. Let's see if right. Wizards of the Coast could hit upon a World of Warcraft that was as successful. You know, million subscribers. They keep like trying, that. but you know, they would drop D and D like a habit. Well, they would. They would just sit on it. They wouldn't release anything well, yeah. new. Yeah, I have no question about the phrase "drop something like a like a habit" or "drop it like a bad habit." I have numerous bad habits that I can't drop for shit. <laughs> okay, so, well. Um, I think that's uh, kind of where we're going to wrap it up for this week. Any, uh, if you have any thoughts you have on on the future of gaming or how how we're questions. completely wrong? Anything? Post it. Uh, throw it up on the wall. Tweet us. Uh, you can follow uh, follow us at Gamers Table on Twitter, on follow Facebook. Us. Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. And we've got a uh, forum. We've got our own website that you can put comments on. So yes, tell us why we're wrong. Exactly. Uh, just to, to clear one thing up, it is Gamers Table. Not gamer stable. Uh, not? Either way. <laughs> Shit. Either way. I've been telling people wrong. Uh, yes. We are a stable of gamers. <laughs> All right. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. Talk to you. Or not. We're going to go ahead and congratulate a listener for answering correctly our first contest, and that was Spike. Spike Ruland answered uh, our secret phrase for episode nine. nine. Uh, that was, I believe that was episode nine. Episode nine, which, of course, was openly gamer. Openly gamer. Uh, which yeah. I, which I think is uh, potentially becoming our brand. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm going to try to get that on a shirt for uh, Gen Con this year. Uh, we have it on shirts already. Yeah, but I'm going to try to get it on a shirt. Uh, I, you can get it from Zazzle. Oh well, all right. <laughs> so yeah, anybody who wants an openly gamer gamerstable.com t-shirt. Yeah, well, right now it's the, you can only get it through us. You can't like get on going to Zazzle and well, order it like. yet. So, yeah, that'll make it a little bit more exclusive for now. Only cast members and Spike will have one for now. And maybe select people at Gen Con. And, yeah, we'll, we'll maybe uh, see how that goes. Only but, a, like a hockey jersey. Uh, the, if you've got the cash, I, got the, I can order it for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, congratulations, Spike. And, thank uh, you very, and thank you, Spike, very much for listening. Right. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Gamers Table. And like us on Facebook. You have been listening to Gamers Table, brought to you by Side Tangent Productions. Visit us at www.gamerstable.com. 
products and intellectual property discussed during this podcast are the properties of their respective owners. This production is for entertainment purposes only. Any commercial broadcast is prohibited without the express consent from Side Tangent Productions.